Hey everybody, it's Lenora from It's a New Dawn. I am an Orange Holistic Health Coach and I am passionate about health and wellness. And I am coming to you today on, what's today? March 21st, March 20th? 21st. 21st, it's the first day of spring here in New Jersey. And it is a, such a beautiful day today. Uh, went out and ran four and a half miles and uh, feel really good. And I am sitting here with a gentleman from Utah. His name is Adam Platt, and he is an achievement coach, a husband, and a father to five daughters. I have four sons and a daughter, but that to me is a lot easier than five daughters. I come from a family of 10, of 11, actually. My brother passed away, but um, seven daughters, seven girls, and four boys. Wow. Not easy. God bless you. He and his wife run a coaching and training company together called Arise to Connect. He loves helping people live the life they want to by helping them achieve greater success in life. He helps people get clear on what they want, set goals to achieve those goals, and a plan to get there. He also helps people overcome those things that keep them from moving forward and helps them get unstuck. So... I want to hear how you do all that. And I'm going to turn the camera <laughs> over to you, Adam. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for having me on. I, I really do appreciate it. This is, this is awesome. I'm so excited to share uh, a few insights that I can with your, your audience and those people who listen. And uh, yeah, my, my story goes back. Well, it, it starts, there's, there's so many layers to somebody's story. Right. But um, I grew up, very shy, very um, reserved. And the reason for that was I, I had a learning disability when I was in school. I, I felt like I was the dumb kid in school. And, you know, I, I struggled with reading and writing and spelling. And I could tell there was something different about me because I had different spelling tests than the other kids because I just I couldn't do the, the harder words. So my teachers would give me easier easier words to spell. And I'd have to go to what here in Utah, we call resource. It's kind of like um, special ed or whatever. Uh, it's a special class where we'd go and get extra help from people. And uh, it was just, I, I felt like I was always the dumb kid. I, I, I So because of that, I didn't really talk to a lot of people. I was really standoffish. I didn't want them to think I was stupid and, and, you know, say something dumb, right? Like all little kids are, they're scared of what people are going to think, I think. Um, and that was me to a T. Like I was super scared when I was at home. I was super outgoing and, and fun. I'd run around the house and my, my parents were like, he's a normal kid, but then they'd go meet with my parents and they're like, he's so shy and so, so, you know, doesn't say much. And they're like, really? He's so different at home. And uh, I can relate to that because um, do you want to share what the learning disability was or yeah, it just, um, so it wasn't like, I know a lot of people when they say learning disabilities, it's like I had dyslexic or, uh, you know, different things. And, and basically mine, when, when we went and had my test done and, and those types of things, it basically was just, there was just something not firing right in my brain. Like there was some, mm -hmm. some chemical or something. And my father had it. I have a brother that has it. My, uh, oldest daughter had the kind of same thing. And basically when I got into, older, like junior high, once I hit puberty, basically, um, something chemically happened in my brain and things started working like, okay. And so I, I didn't have like this major, like, you know, weird, you know, I, again, I wasn't dyslexic or, or anything like oh, that. Okay. So you just, weren't diagnosed with anything. It was just, no, okay. the way they, yeah. The way the doctor, you know, and it's funny because you put a label on something, then you, then you, associate that with that label, then I am this, or I am that, you know? So maybe it was better that you weren't diagnosed with something specific. Yeah. Does that make any sense? Like, because I know, like if I said to somebody uh, as a trainer, uh, no, your glutes are really weak. You get that in their head and it's like, oh, my glutes are, I know that's a really lame correlation but no, even doctors sense. like you go to a doctor and you're like you have this and it's embedded in your head that's a, that's saying a lot i don't know so. no and, and that that makes a lot of sense and and you're right you're exactly right because lots of times we're we're told we have um you know adhd or uh you're 
dyslexic or you're, uh, you know, some kind of mental illness or something like that. Right. And then all of a sudden, like, that's the, the thing that we take on as our, our identity and it's your label, that's yeah. your label. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And we take that on. And so many people do that in their life. And, you know, it kind of comes back to the story of, I love the story of um, Thomas Edison when he got basically sent home from school with a note from his teacher. And the, the note basically said, your son is too stupid to be here. He can't learn. We can't teach him. And his mom read it. And Thomas basically said, what does it say, mom? And she's like, it says that you're too smart for that school. <laughs> and um, so you're just going to, I'm going to teach you at home. And, oh my God. I didn't know this story. Yeah. It's like, it completely shifted his identity. Right. Right? Instead exactly of his mom, what we're talking about. Exactly. What a great mom. Yeah. Okay. It, it, it's amazing. And, and obviously he went on to, there's so many stories about him, you know, having a positive attitude and having like all these things that he accomplished in life and, and so many amazing things. And a lot of it started with that identity that his mom distilled in him. And unfortunately my identity was kind of, it was, it was taken on because of this ability I had. I, I, I knew I was different. So I, I associated that with, I'm stupid. I'm dumb. I'm the dumb kid in class. And, uh, unfortunately that really caused problems with my, my self-esteem and my confidence. And of course, like I say, when I got into about junior high, things started kind of clicking, but by that point, the damage is done, right? Like your, your identity is kind of almost set by that point Mm -hmm. kind of associated with like, Hey, I'm, I'm still this stupid kid. And even though things made more sense, I was able to read and, you know, I got to grade level reading. I was doing fine. Um, as far as learning goes, but I was still associated myself with the dumb kid. Right. And I was never going to go on and, and get a college education or, or any of those types of things. I was going to have to get a job. It was probably going to be a manual labor job. I was going to work my butt off and hopefully move up in the company. Cause you know, back when I was younger, that's what people did, right? People got jobs and they worked there for 30, 40, 50 years and they worked their way up and they made money. Um, but that unfortunately in this day and age doesn't work that well. Right. <laughs> yeah. It's way different now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Especially okay. since COVID. Yeah. Especially yeah. since things have shifted so much for me, myself also. Yeah. yeah things have definitely changed. So anyways, I, I graduated from high school, which was a, a feat in itself. Um, because like I said, I just didn't do very well in school. And, and I did have little shifts here and there. I remember being my senior year, like, oh, all my friends were doing really well. They were, you know, seemed like they hardly had to try to get a good grade. Like they'd, you know, study the night before a test, they'd ace the test. And I'm like, I'm going to work my butt off. I'm going to get a 4.0. And that never happened. I think I got like a 3.9 was the highest I ever got, but that was still good. And, and I did really, you know, I felt good about working hard. And um, I guess what I did learn from that is that I did have to work harder than everybody else. And that did serve me well throughout my life and, and still so serves me well now is that I just, I knew that I have to work harder than other people. So um, a lot of good learning points from that. But anyways, I graduated from school. Um, I met a, a woman that uh, I fell in love with and she had a lot of uh, faith in me, luckily. And she inspires me and pushes me all the time to be better. And she tells me all the time that, uh, especially after we got married, like you're, you're not dumb, you're, you're smart. And, and so she was my biggest cheerleader and, um, so she's, she's been amazing and we're still married and we have the five daughters, like you said, and, uh, uh-huh. things still, oh, what are the ages, what are the ages of your daughters? Uh, yeah. Um, 19, my oldest is 19 and we have a 17 year old, a 10 year old. So we have a little bit of a gap there. And then we have twins that are seven. So, oh, so beautiful. Yeah. How many, how many years you're married? Uh, this will be, let's see, 21 years in August, this August. So, beautiful. yeah. Did you have supportive parents also? Were they I did. Supportive? My parents were great. Um, and, and that's another, uh, I guess, part of my story I, I felt to leave out. I, the day I graduated, and I, I remember that day is a big day for every kid, right? When they graduate from high school, they're so excited. They're, they're becoming, uh, you know, uh, 
an adult and they get to go out on their own. And I remember being there with my friend at Lance and Mark and Dave, and we were getting pictures with each other in our gowns and our grandparents were there in front of my house. And um, I remember, you know, that day being super amazing. And uh, I, I, also remember my mother coming up to me. She's like, Oh, I'm so proud of you. I didn't think you could do it. And she mm. didn't mean it in a mean way. Right? I know she didn't, but, and that was her way of saying, I'm, I'm so proud of you. But she was to me, it's like, Oh, my mom didn't even believe in me. And, and she Words was are powerful. Words are so powerful. Right. Yeah. And, and mm. my parents, and, and I don't want to, um, give the wrong impression. My parents were very supportive. My mother would do everything she could to help me. She'd go to the school districts and say, Hey, Adam needs this teacher. Like this is the teacher to try it for him. And she'd go to bat for me and, and things. So she, they were very supportive. But um, I remember that moment when she said that and I'm like, Oh my gosh, my mom didn't think that I could graduate from high school. And uh, it was, it was a kind of a turning point in my life. And, and so in my life, when I started having kids, I'm like, I'm never going to tell my kids that they can't do something. I'm always going to make sure they understand that you can do anything you put your mind to and you can accomplish anything that you want to accomplish. And so um, because of that, I, uh, there was a point in my life where I'm like, you know what? I think, maybe I need to go back to school. And I started kind of playing with it, like go get a college education. And I'm like, ah, but school is not my thing. I'm not very good at it. Um, But my job was telling me if I wanted to move up, I had to get a more education. And like they always do, they always want you to go and get a college education. And I had a few other coworkers who were like, we should all go to school together. And so- What kind of job were you working at? What kind of job? um, Yeah, I was in the aerospace industry. So I was a- a production planner at the time. So um, for an aerospace company. And uh, so kind of a, it was kind of an entry level position type thing. And, but all a bunch of us who did the kind of the same job were like, we should go get a college education because they're telling us if we want to move up, then we need to have more education. So through some positive peer pressure, um, I came home and I said, Hey honey, I think I'm going to sign up for college. And so I, I, Submitted my application. A whole there, I think there was about four of us that um, all applied at the same time. We all got accepted, and we started school together, which was good. It was it was great to have some people that I knew. That's really cool. Yeah, so you went. You all went as a as a a friend thing. Yeah, well, well guys, that was that's really cool. It's a nice yeah. form of support and community. It was really good. good. Um, and and again, it, there there is such a thing as positive peer pressure, which that was really good positive peer pressure for me. Um, forced me out of my comfort zone and, and caused me to go back to school. So I, I started school and I told myself, like, I'm going to work my tail off. I'm going to get good grades. I'm going to do everything. And I want to get this done as fast as I can. I'm not taking breaks. I'm not doing anything. Um, I'm going to get this done in four years or less. And some of the other people I started school with, they would be like, oh, I'm, I'm, we went through like four or five classes and they're like, I'm burned out. I just need a break. So they'd take a class off and I'm like, Nope, I'm going, I'm still going. And, and so um, the other ones, they, they took a little longer, but I ended up graduating in less than four years. I think it was three years and eight months or something like that. Cause I just, and a, I, and a degree in what a degree in business. what? Yeah. Business. Good. Management. Good for you. Good for you. Yeah. And I worked really hard. I ended up getting a 3.93 GPA was my final. So I graduated with honors and or high honors. And uh, it, was, it was a really neat day for me. And I did it for a couple of reasons. Number one, I did it to prove to myself that I could do it. And number two, I wanted to prove to my kids because we had a, a couple of our daughters at that point. And I wanted to prove to them that, hey, if I can do it, anybody can do it. You guys can do this. You If you set your mind and put in forth or put forth the effort and the time and the energy, you guys can accomplish anything. Can I say a little bit about, it's so parallel. Um, I have a severe hearing disability. So I went back to school to be a nurse uh, at the age of, I graduated when I was 47. And yeah, I graduated in 2011. So same thing, I wanted to prove to my, I have five and I wanted to prove that even with disability, even with, you know, you can do this. So I, that was the proudest day. It was hard as freaking hell. I mean, and I graduated 3.3. 3. 
That's not awesome. not that not as close as you. Oh, but that's great. That's I I was so proud. So I felt the same way. I felt the same way that you can just not if for nothing else to prove to my kids that you can do it. Yeah. So yeah, I'm with a- you on that one. Yeah. You gave them a really great gift because <laughs> my kids are all that way. Like they can do anything. So yeah. And I tell them that all the time that they, they can do accomplish anything, especially in this day and age. Like it's so, there's so many resources, there's so many opportunities and it, it, it can be hard, but it can be so easy at the same time. So um, yeah, it, it's awesome. Thank you for sharing that. That's, that's so cool that you did that at 47. That's, that's amazing. Yeah. That's so neat. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. I'm um, really proud of that. That is really that, of that. great accomplishment. And, and, you know, I, I'm 56 now and I can't, my hearing has gotten a lot worse. So I had to kind of get out of the whole clinical aspect of nursing, but I had a really nice run. I had a, I worked with Alzheimer's patients and um, kids with mental issues. And uh, I was in school, a school nurse for a few years and beautiful. Yeah. It was beautiful. It was a beautiful time. So yes, that's way cool. Yeah. Thanks for sharing. Thank you. Thank you. This so, is your podcast, though. So <laughs> no, that's good. It's good to bring out any inspiration for anybody, for sure. So, um, very awesome. So yeah, uh, so I, I just wanted to prove to my kids that, that if I could do it, I, anyone could do it. And so, um, <clears throat> fast forward a few years, and and we had our our third daughter. And then we had our, our twins and I, I kind of had this itch like, oh, maybe I need to go get a master's degree again. Like I got my degree and my employer kind of did the, oh, good job. Great for you. We're excited that you did that. And, you know, I think I got like an extra 2% raise or something like it just wasn't much though. It wasn't, you know, kind of what was promised or it, what I, I guess expected my expectations of what would happen after I got my degree. They they just kind of said, well, good. We're glad, we're glad you did that. Good for you. And wow. nothing really much came out of it. So um, I, after we had the twins, my, my kind of school itch started coming back. I'm like, oh, maybe I need to go get a master's degree. And, um, but I was like, again, I started feeling that like kind of, um, you know, that like anxiety. I know, I know, I know exactly what you felt like. Cause I, I love school. Cause I, I had the same thing with you in school, same as you in school. I sat, I sunk in the back of the class cause I couldn't hear, wasn't yep. addressed uh, growing up. And when I got home, my nickname was the leech. And I was, uh, my father called me a sport club cause I was crazy and bah, 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 bah. but in school, like this and hated, hated school, hated school. And then once I went to nursing school, I was the same way. I felt like, what's that? What else? And to this day, I still learn, 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 learn. Yeah. Cause I love it. Yep. I'm the same. So way. I hear I you. Learn. I know what you're saying. I know what you're saying. Yeah. So I, I felt this kind of, you know, this anxiety of like, Oh, do I really want to go back to school? Like it's one thing to get a, a bachelor's degree. It's another thing to get a master's degree. It's going to be so much harder. And, um, I finally decided, you know what, I, I got to do it again. Like I got to prove to myself, I can do this. I got to prove to my kids that I can do it. And so I, I went and, um, I was nervous about, cause I wanted to do it in business. So I wanted to get a degree, my MBA and lots of times, most schools require you to take a GMAT. Um, it's a, you know, big test you have to go and take to, to get, um, into the, the program. And I was nervous about that. I've never, I'm never have been a good tester. So it's always scared me like SAT, ACT, all that in high school was just really horrible. I hated them and, and never did very well on them. And so, but I went and talked to the school and the school I was looking at here in Utah said, you know what, if you've got a professional background, then you don't need to have, like, if you have so many years of professional background, you don't have to take the test. You can still be accepted. I'm like, oh, sweet. So I, I filled out my, my, yes. you know, form <laughs> like oh yeah you absolutely qualified the things you've been doing um at that point i kind of moved over into the, the um, program management side of the business and kind of a lower end program manager but um so i i had the professional ability to not have to take the test which was a big win for me i was like oh thank goodness i don't have to take that silly test um 
so I got accepted into the program and I started going to school. And again, my wife was kind of like, all right, let's do this. Like I'm going to be a single parent for, cause I'm working full time. I'm going to school full time. And, uh, I, I it's just going to take me two years. She's like, I'm going to be an only parent, I guess, for the next two years. Cause you're going to be doing homework and going to class and, you know, writing papers and all that stuff. And, and she's just been a true champion. And, uh, Anyways, I went through that and then I had a few setbacks. I had a, one of my classes, finance, I didn't do very well in. I had to get a, a C in order to pass to go continue on the program. And I got a C minus. I'm like, oh, oh no. So I had to oh. retest. And at that point, oh. I wanted to quit. Like, I'm like, oh, I don't know if I can do this. And uh, I have to retake this te- this class again. And you know, it was just, it was just awful. And my wife's like, you know what, just let, let's do it. You can do it. It's okay. I had to pay for it again, which again is another financial thing. Cause we we're paying it for out of, out of oh, pocket for everything. And, and, and you had a whole bunch of children and yeah. kudos, kudos to your wife. So yeah, it was, it was a big kind of crazy thing. And, and so I was like, I don't know if I'm going to be able to get this done. And, and we, we talked about it and again. She cheerleaded me on, she worked me through it. And, uh, I, I can, I went and, I, and here's one thing I really want to point out is when you fail, like I did in that class is number one, get back up. Number two, create a plan. Like, how can I do this differently? How can I and create a plan, come up with a strategy to do it better next time. And so I did, I, I went and I talked to the professor, said, Hey, what can you do? What can we do about this? You know, this was kind of a struggle and we came up with the plan. He's like, well, you did really well on this part. So you don't have to do that again. I'll just, I'll move your grades over from these parts of the assignments and we'll, I'll just move them over into the next time you take it. And um, so you can just focus on more of this side of it that you didn't do as well on. And that was a super big, helpful part of it. And and so I, we, I came up with a, a plan of how to do it better. And anyways, I took the, the class again and got an A minus, just completely yeah. aged it. Um, I knew what I had to focus on and where I need to, you know, where my, my weaknesses were. And so I, I just focused on those and where I need to improve on. And so when you fail, like just get up, create a plan and move forward. And, and that was a big learning point in my life with failure. Because I think and this often, is why you're, and this is why you're doing what you're doing. Yeah, right? I mean, this is it's a part of it. There's, there's again, there's so many layers of. Oh everything. yeah, I'm Anybody sure. About. But that, that was yeah. your incentive to do this whole thing with your wife, and yep. yeah. we're gonna get to that. I'm sure. <laughs> I mean, you're yeah, leading no, us this, up to that. It was, it was a beautiful moment in my life where I'm like, you know what, this, this has got to, I, I just gotta push through this. And, uh, anyways, I did graduate. I got my MBA, which was a huge accomplishment for awesome. me. That um, is awesome. Congratulations. On that one. First out of my siblings, um, to get a master's degree. I have other siblings that have like an associates or bachelors, but I'm the only one of my siblings that has a master's degree. And, and that to me is, says a lot considering I was the kid who my mom wasn't even sure I was going to graduate from high school. And here I am, you know, now got an MBA. Beautiful. And, and things like that. Um, but yeah, like it, it, you know, there's just all these, these little twists and turns in our lives that lead us on our path of where we want to go and um, where we end up. And one of those other moments in my life was um, right after our twins were born, my wife and I were just, we were struggling a lot. So that was about seven years ago. And um, we were, we were struggling. I, I was, it was before I went to go get my master's degree. Um, but we were just struggling in our relationship. We were struggling financially because again, I, I hadn't got the the big pay raises or anything that I wanted. And now we have five kids and they're expensive. And I felt like a failure because I wasn't supporting my family like I should have. And uh, I, I was just really down on myself, getting depressed, felt like I was letting everyone around me down. And I remember I would, um, I would go to work and I was kind of honoring most of the time. I wasn't fully invested in it. And I would come home and I would just be like, my wife would say I was in another one of my moods, um, which were happening more and more frequently at that point in our life. And my, I came home one day and I, I was in one of my moods. And my wife is like, you know what? I'm just going to let you, I'm going to take the kids over to my parents for a few hours and just let you be by yourself. Let you. Boy, I food. like your wife a lot. <laughs> your wife is. Your wife is a, is a gem. 
(laughs) (laughs) I don't think I'd be like that. Yeah. Yeah. She's like, you know what? I'm going to just let you work through whatever you need to work through. And uh, she did the right thing. She did the right thing. thing. But at the time, like I was in such a dark place. And again, I was, I was going down this, this, this level of desperation and um, depression because I just felt like I was this failure. And uh, I remember she laughed with the kids and I was sitting there by myself and I, I had this thought come to my head, like maybe the world would be a better place without me. Ooh. And, uh, and, and that really, I started playing with that thought and it's just kept going through. And, and again, my wife didn't, she wasn't mean. She wasn't anything, but I felt like she was abandoning me. She, and she wasn't like, she was just getting away for a few hours, letting me be by myself. She was giving you space. Yeah. But I took it as like, she doesn't love me. She doesn't want to be around me. And maybe the world would just be better without me. Oh, I'm sorry you felt that way. Yeah. And, and this is probably the, the real key turning point in my life. And, and so I, I started coming up with a plan to take myself out of this world. And I remember sitting mm. in our room on our bed and the, I was about ready to take or to implement my plan. So basically I was going to take a bunch of pills that we had and I was going to just, yeah, fall asleep and not wake up. Mm-hmm. Um, and I remember sitting there about ready to, to start doing it. And, uh, and this very distinct thought came into my head and I, I, I believe, um, and I don't know what people's religious beliefs are or whatever, but I believe it came from a higher power. Um, it was not a thought that I came from myself. And the thought was, um, what would your wife do without you? What would your kids do without you? And that really just made me break down and start crying. And I know I'm not the first man to not do something stupid because of the the thoughts of their kids and their, their family, their wife. Um, but I just like completely changed my whole life. And I knew something had to change within myself. And I had to stop blaming everybody for not being where I wanted to be. So um, I didn't know what the change was at the time, but I knew something had to change. So my wife came home and I explained to her what happened. She's like, why would you think that? Why would you even consider doing that? That's, that's ridiculous. And, and of course, she, we, we talked about it and we walked through it. She's like, don't ever think that ever again. And, and, uh, um, but it changed my life. It changed my whole yeah. perspective. And uh, I remember we were uh, not long after that, we were at a, a, a little shop and um, they had these signs, these kind of inspirational signs and stuff like that. And one sign, it was this nice, big, beautiful sign that um, says, never give up. And I looked at that and I'm like, oh my gosh, I told my wife, I have to have that sign. Like that is exactly what I feel in my life right now. It's just, I can't give up. And so we, we bought it. It was like 30 bucks or something like that. And we hung it above our front door. So it's hanging above our front door right now. And it's a great reminder, not only for me, but for my kids to just never give up, never stop. Um, when ty- when life gets hard, when things get tough, keep going, keep pushing forward and never give up. And uh, so that was a great reminder. But um, I, I just I love that moment in my life where that really all changed. And so fast forward, we kind of got my wife and I got kind of sucked into the self-help industry, um, self-development, and it completely changed our life. Um, I kind of got roped into it. Kind of kicking well, when you say when you say sucked in, and I just actually talked about this on one of the clubhouse rooms I was on. If you're not on uh-huh. clubhouse, you should be. Uh, but we we're talking about. I said, you know, I I used to have all the self help books and all, but in, you know, and it's all great, but you gotta implement it. Yeah, you can read a stack of self help books for years and get it all in your head, but if you don't implement the tools. Not yep. going anywhere. You're exactly right. right. I yep. mean, no, you're you're exactly. In my opinion. So there's and, nothing wrong with self help books, and it helped you because you're in this business now. So yeah. I'm sure that's why. Yeah, right? exactly. Yeah, my my uh, like I said, we kind of got sucked in. I I I never had done much self help, at least not knowingly. I guess a little bit here and there, maybe, but um, we kind of got sucked into it. We got some. My parents gave me some 
my wife and I some tickets to an event here in Utah. And uh, I kind of was like, this is dumb. Like, you know, cause it's foo-foo it's people jumping up and down and acting all crazy and weird. And I don't know if it's for me, but I went, uh, my wife's like, maybe this is what we need. Let's go check it out. So we went and I remember sitting in the very back row and, um, you know, it was a pretty big, there was probably close to a thousand people there. So pretty decent size room. And we sat in the very, very, very back row. And I sat there with my arms folded at first. And then, <laughs> yeah, like with a pout on your face. Right. And, and for those who have been to an event like that, the people and your who, leg shaking and your leg shaking, like, what yeah. am I doing here? I'm just yeah, saying, why am I my, here? Husband, my husband would do that. Yeah. The people who go to those types of things, there's two, there's two kinds of people who sit in the very back. There's the people who don't want to be there and the people who want to network. And those are the two types of people who sit in the very back. Um, so that was us. We were sitting in the very back and, um, but partway through the day, it was within probably the first, um, couple hours of the event, the, the presenter said something and I'm like, something just clicked. I don't even remember what it was at this point. But because of so many things um, just started firing that day, but he said something, something clicked. I'm like, oh my gosh, that's what I've been looking for. That's what's missing. That's what's the, the, the thing that I know has been coming up in my life that I need to find. And uh, from that, it was a three day event and we went all three days and it was just amazing. It was life transforming for us. And we came home and we started implementing, like you said, like if you don't implement your it doesn't do you any good, but we started implementing the things that we learned. And we, as we started working on ourselves and and again, when you work on yourself and you stop blaming everybody, you take responsibility for your life and you stop blaming everybody for your problems or because you don't have that raise that you want or that job that you want, or that, you know, that world's out to get you. When you stop thinking like that and you take responsibility and you start working on yourself, everything changes. And that's what I'm happened. nodding. I'm like, you're so good. You're so <laughs> like, this is like, I'm just thinking about the permanent scowl <laughs> face that I got so tired of looking at because I wanted to change my husband yeah. for like, I want to say 25 years of our marriage. And then I finally looked in the mirror and I said, you ain't changing him. You, you got to work on yourself. Yep. So as you were saying that, I remember like, I can't this anymore i always look angry and i'm always pissed so you you just got to work on yourself you're not going to change other people that's for damn sure exactly so when, once you change yourself then you know then it's like okay i accept him for that because he's so good in every other thing but you're so right for sure you can only change yourself yep right right yeah. So, so we implemented, we changed ourselves, we worked on ourselves and, and you're, you're exactly right. Like you can't change your spouse. You can't change your kids. You can't change anybody but yourself. But when you start working on yourself and people notice that difference, things start happening. And that's what happened with our kids. Our kids started noticing like, Hey, mom and dad are different. They're happier. They're excited. They want to be around each other again. They're not fighting like they used to. They're, uh, you know, they, and, and, and we we're, you know, we we're setting goals and we we're reaching goals and we we're bringing things into our life that we've never had before. And our kids are like, I want that. And they started asking us, how, why are you doing this? What are you doing? How's that? You know, and as we, especially our older two daughters, and they started just seeing this huge impact on them as we worked on ourselves, it was, a, it was a ripple effect that went out to our kids and, and then their friends saw a difference in them and our family, you know, our extended family saw a difference and it was just, it was amazing. And we're, that's when we're kind of like, you know what, we, this has changed our life. We should teach other people how to do this. And so that's why we got into the coaching side of, of business and just helping people learn we have learned. And so we, we've done tons of training. We've gone and got certifications and all these things and learned how to be coaches. And it is the most amazing thing that I have ever done. I quit my job at, in aerospace after 15 years to do it full time because I just, I love changing people's lives. I love seeing when they get that little shift like I had that, oh my gosh, I take responsibility for my life. And nobody's coming to save me. The government isn't coming to save me. The, the, you know, it, it's all on me. 
And when they understand that and take responsibility, and it's just, it's so neat to see that light bulb go off and be like, I am the captain of my ship and I can do what I want to do in my life. All right. You got to stop now. <laughs> Too many cliches. That a, I know. That was, a, that was a TikTok I did. Oh, captain really? Of, the captain of your ship. Because I did the analogy of uh, what's the difference between a pilot and a doctor. Mm. And I said, well, you go to the doctor and you go, you get all the checklist, you're checking off everything, you know, hopefully he'll do all the things on that checklist. Pilot has to check off everything on that plane, make sure everything is cool on that plane. Right. Right. But the difference is the pilot is on the plane with you. Yeah. So he doesn't want the plane to crash, but the doctor is not. And I use it as a health thing. And I say, you are the captain of your ship. Nobody else, you are in control of your health, not the doctor, not anybody else, but you. That was, I get the chills, exactly <laughs> what I said. And oh my God, it's so true, um, for sure. So, yeah. and, and it goes along the line with your thoughts and actions shape your reality. You yep. know, you have to think, even when you're not feeling it, change your story, get out of that old story. You know, because we're so used to being comfortable in that old story and it feels, I, I shouldn't be saying this. I'm sure this is all no, the things good. that, but yeah, I've done a lot of work on myself. That's why I'm saying, that's why these kind of things really are that's stuff awesome. that I want to have on the podcast because it's definitely possible coming from yeah. somebody who, myself, who is always so in on death's door many times, I mean, and close to suicide many times. It's possible. It's definitely possible to change your life around and be yeah. happy. I'm happier now at 56 than ever been in my life. So that's amazing. You're inspiring me. Thank you. That's awesome. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> but yeah, you're exactly right. Like it, it, you're you're so spot on. Like you are in charge, and you have to take that, you know, full responsibility for your life and and captain that ship, like you said, and. Um, so yeah, that's that's why my wife and I started the company Arise to Connect, and we feel like connection is so important. That's why we do have connection in there. We feel like connection, you know, support, connection. How long have you had this this company? So we're going on five years now. The where we've actually been doing it. Um, I quit my job not this February, but the February in two thousand twenty. So right before the whole COVID thing shut down um, happened. Um, but it's been amazing. Like the, the whole year, um, like I say, we've been doing it for a while. I was, I was working full time as we kind of built the business, but now I do it full time. And it's just, every day is, is amazing connecting with people like yourself and, and chatting. And, um, I have my own podcast where I bring people on and, and they get to share their story. And I love hearing inspiring Are we on your podcast. Come on. Yeah, that's good. I've, I've, that's I've been on a lot of, I've been on a lot of podcasts. I've, I've shared my story. I've also shared the benefits of restorative yoga. I'm a huge advocate for restorative yoga to bring the nervous system down. Uh -huh. Um, a uh, huge, I talk about health and wellness on some podcasts. So for sure. But, um, okay. what, so it's you and your wife, like office, like you have it in your home. And yep. I would imagine, I, I would imagine COVID didn't make such a huge difference. Maybe you do everything online and did it, did it make a huge impact or no? You know, it's kind of, I, I don't think it made a huge impact. And actually, to be honest with you, COVID's been kind of a blessing for us in a way, because we've been able to draw on like 401k and stuff like that and not have penalties because of the COVID, because of the relief that they've had. And so to, to help kind of build the business, we've, it's allowed us to have some funds that we've been able to work um, on building the business. So it, for us, it's been a blessing, to be honest with you. And I know that, you know, COVID has been such a, a horrible thing in so many ways for so many people. But if we can look at what good has come out of it, because I, I think there is a lot of good that has come from it. And, and the world has shifted in so many ways. Like um, I was talking yesterday with a, a few folks and we're like, you know what? Business has changed uh, the way companies do business. You know, so many people had to go home and work from home. And now businesses are like, well, why would we buy all these business, these buildings and have these brick and mortars to bring people in and have their offices and have to pay for the heating and the cooling and the, 
you know, all the resources and everything when people can work from home and it worked fine. Like it worked great. People are happier working from home a lot of the time. And, you know, there's less commuting, there's less people are, you know, so there's so many things that have come out of it. That's going to shift. I think even once things, as things start opening up, you know, here in Utah, things are going to start opening up. Um, There's, there's here in April, they're going to stop making us wear masks everywhere. And, and, and uh, some, bigger with the vaccine coming out, people can start getting together more. And, but I think um, it's taught us that we can pivot as a society and we can learn from all these crazy chaos times in our life and, and we can do business over zoom. And, and that's, that's awesome. Like now, I mean, before COVID it, people would be like, Hey, um, let's jump on a zoom call. And people would be like, Oh, I don't know how to use zoom. I don't know what that is. You know? And Hello? Now, yeah. I, God, <laughs> you are like parallel. I, I agree with everything you say because I, I believe that almost this was necessary to teach people to get out of this comfortable state that we're all in all the time. And I also believe that we need to go through adversities to realize how lucky we are, um, including our kids, to see what it's like. Uh, and I definitely, I didn't know anything about Zoom or anything like that. In my whole business, I don't do what I did. I mean, it's like now, as you can see, this podcast is just for my heart. I don't have, I do have all this stuff, but I don't know how to use it. So my phone is hooked up on my tripod thing. And I have my little earbud. It you see, I do this from my heart. I just wanna. I love to do this. I love to talk. I'm not a big writer, but I love to talk. And um, I had to learn all these new skills. But oh my god, I'm so proud of myself, man, because <laughs> I had to learn them all. And that and that that's a great parallel to life, right? Like as things come up, like we have to learn how to pivot and learn how to adjust and overcome, adapt, whatever you want to call it. And it's beautiful that we have been able to see that in such a large scale with the whole pandemic and people, you know, my, my parents who are in their seventies are like, I know how to use zoom. Like everybody knows how to use cool, zoom right? and, and cool. we can connect so much easier than we used to before. And, and, and that's not to, you know, say that there's not super amazing benefits in connecting in person. Right. Cause I, mm-hmm. I totally believe that yesterday the last two days, my wife and I were at a, a live event. It was one of the first live events we've been able to go to in the last year. And it was amazing to be able to connect with people like face to face, talk to them, network, connect with just amazing, you know, their energy and everything. And it's like, we, we've been missing that, but there's also this amazing life that we've created because of the pandemic where we can connect, where, you know, we're connecting so many people over zoom and, you know, connection is so key and it's, it, and, you know, I, I just, I can't say it enough how important connection is not only connection with others, but with yourself too. like, make sure you're connecting with yourself, connecting with your, what are you in my head? (laughs) Connect with other people. (laughs) And we also believe connecting with your higher power, whatever that is for you. It yeah. could be nature. It could be God. I call him heavenly father. You can call him whatever you want or whatever it is, but connect the universe, higher. the higher power. God, I, I, every time I meditate, that's, I thank God, the universe, my angels for that gift of being able to sit and introspect with introspection to myself for 30 minutes. Like that gift is like, the best gift I ever got in my life 16 years ago. Um, that's what I talk about with restorative yoga, the introspection and that connection to myself. We're very disconnected from our breath and our body. Like we live, even when we're walking in nature, we've got earbuds in our ears. We can't, you know, I, when I tell clients walk outside, feel the, feel your feet on the earth, listen to the gravel underneath your feet. The leaves, the, I mean, we're so disconnected in that respect. So uh, and I'm very tactile, like um, I'm a hugger. So <laughs> that, that, yeah. So for me, that, that was hard, but I'm very interested. I'm very introverted also. So yes. COVID hasn't been so horrible for me. It hasn't, <laughs> yeah. but you know, I feel for those that are, but this is what's so great. 
uh, this, this. Uh, yeah. I just got off the phone with somebody from Florida that I don't really know that I met all these people from TikTok and all I'll do is I'll push FaceTime. I'll wow. just like, I was on a podcast talking about kindness and gratitude and I'm huge on the whole gratitude thing. And again, that comes from my adversities. I know. Um, but talking about just taking my phone and going, Oh, and scrolling through and saying, feeling the intuition and, and, honing in and going that person needs me today and i can't tell you how many times that person we've we've been crying we're like oh my god this is so beautiful that's why when you say connection connection and support you guys so important yeah right up there right up there with pillars of health and wellness everlasting health and wellness that's one of my pillars the lenore's five pillars that's one of them community and support for sure. I love that. Yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely. Mm-hmm. So powerful. So, so needed in the world. And, uh, I think that's why we have so many problems out there is because there's, we don't have connection with each other. We don't have connection with ourselves as much as, as people used to, like people used to go out and sit on the porch and be in nature or, you know, wave to their neighbors or, and we just don't do that anymore. So I, I love the fact that you're getting on TikTok and you're connecting with people and you're chatting with them and you're crying with them. And that's crying. Awesome. I'm so sensitive. It's it's sickening. I almost cried when you talked about uh, your, you know, how you felt on the bed. And because that just breaks my heart because, you know, for one, somebody feeling that way and two, that I've been there. So I could put my, I'm very empathetic with that because I can put myself there and it's very sad to feel that way and you're right I mean when I was a kid uh, I was playing kickball and I was in the woods uh, doing mischievous things (laughs) and and you know uh, bike riding and back then there were no chemicals spraying trees so I had inchworms flying in my face hanging from trees you know back then I mean things are very different and uh, it's the technology but there's so many good things about it too. So where yeah. do you go? Where do you go? We're well, world evolved and, and we just need to figure out how to connect in, in the world that we are in now. Um, and, and it's getting harder and harder, but easier at the same time. Like it, it, it's kind of this weird, weird parallel that we, we have to f- navigate through. And, uh, but yeah, I, I love what you just said. And, and one thing I do want to point out is my story is not unique. Like, like you said, you, you've been in those positions where you felt like you wanted to take your life. And there's so many people um, here in Utah. Suicide is the number one killer for teens right now. And it's number mm-hmm. two in the nation. Mm-hmm. And so yeah. mm-hmm. and I think a lot of it comes down to, we just need to connect more. We need to have a deeper connection with, each other with ourselves. And it, it's sad that it's the, my story is not unique because it should be more unique and it's not, there's so many people out there suffering from it and feel like there's no way out. And I'm here to tell you if, if you get nothing else from this, just this conversation we're having today, anybody who's listening is there's always a way to push forward. There's always a way to get going again and just don't give up. Tomorrow is a new day. The sun will rise and you have a new opportunity every day to make it better than it was yesterday. Do you know know my company's name is It's a New Dawn? I didn't know that. That's awesome. I love that. (laughs) It's always a new, my whole thing. Well, it's named after my sister-in-law, Dawn, who passed away from liver cancer about 15, Mm. 16 years ago. But I was meditating and it came to me, It's a New Dawn. And I'm like, that's exactly what my whole thing is. Like there, you wake up, there's a new opportunity. The sun will rise, just like we were saying. And there's always a new day. So I love that. You're love great. It. You're great. <laughs> but uh, I don't even know. I mean, I know there's, you want to talk about exactly what you do or get into yeah. that aspect just, of it just I mean, briefly that's- yeah I, I i hope that people who have listened and i know we've been going for a little while so um but for those who have listened 
Um, I hope you do get something out of this. And, and just quickly, if, if you feel like you're struggling in life, if you feel like you're stuck in life, like I was, there is a way to get going again. And it starts with getting clear on what you want in life, getting completely clear, and then setting some goals and a plan to get there. And that's really what our focus is with um, my wife's nice company is let's, let's get clear on what you want. Let's get clear how your life is going to look. And then let's come up with some goals and a plan to get there. And uh, yeah, so that's, that's our, what our focus is. Let's help you become more successful and achieve what you want in life. And that's why we call ourselves achievement coaches is because I, I truly believe that achievement is such a powerful thing. And then there's so much around that there's, you know, believing in yourself, there's setting the right types of goals. There's having confidence. There's, uh, you know, having the right perspective, having gratitude, like you said, is such a powerful thing. Gratitude is so, so strong and, and just opens your perspective up to the possibilities. And um, so there, there's so much to it. And um, my wife and I, we have the tools and strategies to help you get there. So if you feel like you need help and maybe, maybe I'm not your cup of tea, I get that, but get some help from somebody. There's so many coaches out there. Maybe it's your, uh, struggling in your health and you need um, a health and fitness coach or you're struggling in your relationships and you need a relationship coach. Um, our type of coaching, we feel that you can achieve in any area of your life, but some people really hone in on those certain types of things and go find those people. Get help if you need a help, if you feel stuck. So that's my message today. Don't wait to have somebody come and bail you out. You have to take control. You have to come to master of your ship like we've talked about. So Amen. And those were awesome last words of wisdom. So I don't have to ask you for your last words of wisdom unless you have anything else you want to share. I don't. Um, thank you so much for having me on the show. You're so and welcome. And everybody, your uh, every all your information is going to be in the show in the show links. But maybe you want to just mention them real quick. So. Yeah. So the best way to connect with me is um, you can go and check me out on my podcast, which I bring people on and, and have them tell their story as well. It's called Unleash Your Greatness. You can find it on all the main platforms, Spotify, Apple, um, Stitcher, Google Play, wherever. Um, yeah, or you can also reach out to me on Instagram. So you can find me at Arise to Connect. Um, there's our business name, or you can go to arise to connect.com if you want to check out some of the programs and things that we have to offer there. So beautiful. Just hang out one second. Also, you guys, same with me. I'm on all major pro uh, platforms, also on YouTube. It's a new dawn, and uh, all my information is in the show links. I also want to, you don't receive unless you ask, and I don't really ask this a lot, but please subscribe, please listen. Please like, please comment. Uh, if you have any feedback, please give me some feedback. I mean, my number, my Google number is always in the show notes. My email is there. My uh, website is under construction, but it's still accessible. So you can still look and go there and find all the links to the podcast, YouTube, uh, the raw bar. You guys know I always talk about the only package good I eat and it's the raw bar. Uh, they were on my show. Uh, about a week ago. They're great. They're based out of Minnesota. Young couple, Jake and Rachel, the bar is vegan, but it fits any diet. Protein, 18 to 22 grams of protein, uh, all organic ingredients. Uh, I just love this bar. If you are on the go, uh, instead of stopping at Wawa or whatever, throw these bars in your purse or briefcase or whatever it is. Uh, they have saved my life many a time. Uh, you can get 5% off uh, my affiliate link is below and it is capital L E N Y Lenny number five. I like to be called Lenny. I like the name Lenny. Uh, so it's Lenny five. And on that note, thank you so much for joining me. Wow. That was really fun. It was fun. Thank you so much for having me on and, and uh, it was wonderful. So thanks. Thank you. Have a wonderful day, everybody.